Oh, okay, this is my headset. Yeah. Your volume right. there is number two. Nice. Yeah. So you gotta like sniff the mic a little. Give it a little <laughs> sniff. Yeah. Oh, nice. This is the same one Ari and Mikhail use for Tussi So yeah, it's a fuck knows where it's been. <laughs> yeah. I, got? Uh, I haven't actually listened to this. It's in Estonian. It's in Estonian. So okay. why would you? Yeah. Why would you bother to listen? I mean, every day I tune in, <laughs> listen to it, and just go a little bit more psycho living in Estonia. You know. Yeah. Okay. So I think we're not too bad. I keep. There's a weird feedback. But what do you think about... I mean, it's just... Yeah, like, where do you record your podcasts? Dude, yeah, so... I mean, so the Liftoff show, the one that I kind of sold, just live on stage through the mics works pretty well. Mm. Uh, Especially when the actual event is the main purpose. Well, that is true. That's right, yeah. To a degree. Uh, And then we just started this new kind of thing where we just use a Blue Yeti mic and sit on a table and the quality's not very good yet. Yeah, it's quite cool. We had uh, Andre Pizzo on the other day, who's this crazy kind of like, I mean, in most of the world, not like an influencer type, but uh, in Estonia, kind of. Okay. What's his thing? What is he influencing? uh, He was like traveling with some famous people. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But uh, now he's doing some healthcare startup stuff. Really bizarre, dude. But he was on the other day. We had Mart Verkes, who's the comic guy Mm. at Toggle. Okay. He does all those comics he came on. Oh, we just cool. talked about like uh, gaming industry and in digital random stuff that's going on. Got into like freedom of speech and how this impacts the gaming industry and social media and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it was cool. Am I, you're looking at the mic like I'm doing this wrong. Like, no, it's great. No, everything's right. perfect. Sorry, I'm looking at you. This is the problem. I don't have real conversations with people anymore. Really? So this is the only time I have proper conversations with people okay. is by... So I'm probably staring at you intently. I never know what to do. Do I look around or yeah. do I look left? I should introduce. Welcome back. This is the umpteenth million and a half episode of Comedy Guy with Louis Zezerin. Louis Zezerin has forgotten how many episodes Louis Zezerin has done. Uh, I think the last one I recorded was in Japan. Mm. And I was I did, solo. It, I did a solo. Mm. Yeah, I got the tablet out and did it there. And it was actually a very good experience for me. To, yeah, that's hard, man. I'm going to do another one tomorrow. I've worked out a kind of an hour formula that I think I can do. So what's the what's the, the framework, the structure, topic-wise? <laughs> talk, the... talk for an hour. No, it's, okay. the, it's, the, <laughs> it's the ones where I think I should have a Casper on, and then I realize, oh, I just want to talk. Mm-hmm. And I realize, oh, if I just want to talk and say something, then it might be better for me just to do it as a solo one. So yeah. I'm going to do it tomorrow, um, and I'm going to talk about some stuff, and I'm going to talk about my experiences promoting Bill Burr. Because I was nice. the promoter of Bill Burr in Riga. In Riga. Okay, in Riga. Cool. So he's in Tallinn right now. He was, no, he was previously. Uh, last night, week or something. Yeah, last okay. week and then the night after he was in Riga. Okay, cool. So uh, I'm going to talk all about that and my experiences and how crazy and amazing that was to nice. promote Bill Burr. Yeah, that's quite cool. But today, today in front of me, I have huh. Avery Schaefer? Schrader. Sorry. Schrader. Avery Schrader. Have we met before, Louis? I don't know. I don't know nothing. I don't know people's names. Do you names. know who I am? No, nah, probably <laughs> It's a problem. I don't know who anyone is. But um, And you're from Canada, sir. Uh, I'm from Canada. Yeah. Long way from home. Look how good I got all that shit right. Now, I thought yeah. I brought Avery on here today. I'm going to leave Avery to introduce more about himself. But he is another foreigner. He is outgoing and talkative and also being very active in the community right now. Loud and obnoxious. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what we do. And I thought we would just fucking get together and just talk about Estonian shit yeah. and talk about our experiences <laughs> here, talk about like the ups and the downs and the weird things. And Because I know you all love hearing about it. I know it's a bit shameless, but I know there's something in Estonian DNA 
that wants so badly to hear these. Really? Oh yeah, they love oh anything you they can want say. To know, like, they won't admit. Foreigners think. Yeah, exactly. Ah. There's no admitting. All right, I know that it's not like oh we care so deeply, and I'm not trying to make out like everyone does want that, mm. but I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, it's so creepy when you're right in my ear. So, um, yeah, so you're in Canada. How long have you, you lived in Estonia for now? I'm sorry I'm doing the regular questions just to... No, 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 it's there. totally okay, actually. Um, I've been in Estonia like a year and few months now. Okay, so yeah. this is the first year and a few months. Okay, so you arrived at the end of the last winter. Uh, no, I've been here a year, like 16 months now. Right, like oh, okay, yeah. so you've been through kind of one. Because yeah. that to me, it's always that, that first winter is a crucial one. Yeah, it's dark here, man. Yeah. Everybody always asks about the weather. I'm like, don't worry about it. But you don't get to experience sunlight anymore. Mm-hmm. You don't deserve it. <laughs> you decided to move to Estonia and you gave away your privilege. God has judged you as unworthy <laughs> of his pure sunshine yeah, yeah. coming down from the yes. heavens. It's rough, me too. I feel it. It's great for work, though, actually. Yeah. Do you come from some cold part of Canada that you're used to that bit of it? Yeah, I'm from the East Coast. So the wind chill is like right. minus 45 or something. A lot of the time in the winter, you kind of, yeah, you don't go outside. But it's not as dark. You don't, you're not far north or something? Yeah, I don't there, know. So. No, no, no. We're like right on the water. I don't know why it's so much, feels so much darker here. Either I spent more time in the basement before. <laughs> Happy Canadians make a difference. We're yeah. also walking around depressed here. Yeah, I don't know. But, or maybe it's just, we have so much snow. Maybe there's like some reflection. Maybe it's just my... I haven't lived in Canada for like three years now, almost. Oh, where were you before the Canada? Oh, before, sorry, Estonia and mm. after Canada. So when I was 17, I moved to Germany mm. for like a year and a half or something like that. Yeah, I lived in Freiburg in the south, so oh. it was very warm and sunny. And I know Freiburg, nice place. Okay, yeah. yeah. Really nice. You were there for Chick, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, I was there <laughs> to run away from home and also... Because I decided Germany because of a girl. It would yeah. be unfair to say that I didn't go for sure. a girl. But there's a greater thing of you just wanted to run away. I get that. Yeah, I understand yeah, totally. that. And she was... seems like a good, you know, like she's lovely, but it seems like a good excuse to, to go as well. Yeah, it was like, I'm going to go, so I got to get out of here. I'm going to go crazy. In the like east coast of Canada, people like uh, do the same circle of things they hate. And then they wonder why their kids also hate their lives. And mm. then it's just the circle continues. So I said, listen, mom, I'm out of here. Okay. I'm a rebel. You don't know me. It's a small town kind of thing. You got to get out. You got to, right? Yeah, totally. That's so funny. Our experiences are, are, are similar because I left the day of my last exam. Like that really? afternoon, I couldn't wait to get the fuck away from the small town that I grew up in. Nice. Yeah, like picture home and away. What it's, is the town you're from called? Like? It's called Nelson Bay. Nelson. Nelson, Nelson Bay, mate. And okay. it's three hours north of Sydney and it's much like home and away. Okay, cool. Like if you picture that environment there mm-hmm. and I just wanted to leave. Like I can't believe I wanted to leave. I could go down in the afternoon and watch dolphins. Sure, there's just fucking really? dolphins swimming for my pleasure out in That's the bay cool. in front of me. And I'm like, no, fuck this. I want to go live in the snow where I'm depressed. Have you been in Estonia since that day? <laughs> That's right. I went from dolphins to Estonia. The dolphins really? squawked there up. There was nothing in the middle. There was nothing in the middle. Okay. No, uh, not quite. No, not quite. Okay, it's, okay. Been, it's been a while. But um, yeah, coming from different circumstances. All right. So you, you've, you've been here for about a year now. So you've mm-hmm. had... I like that, 16 months is nice because you've had the chance to have the ups and the downs. Oh, yeah. And if you haven't flaked out after 12 months, that's a great sign. Yeah, totally. I think. Especially, this is the longest I've ever lived in one place <laughs> other than like growing up, mm-hmm. which in some degree isn't that impressive because I'm, I'm 20 now. But uh, yeah. 
It makes a difference. I didn't. For years, I didn't live in what... Like I was the same. I had like 18 months in this yeah. place, 12 months in that place. And now I've lived in the same place for eight years. And it feels really weird. Yeah. So I'm getting So old. is this like... Do you, have, do you feel like you have a home now? Like this is home? Like when you're in Japan, are you mm. like, I need to go back home to Estonia to recharge or... Hmm. That What's qu- your emotion around it? Oh, my emotion around it. This is so good. Um, I want to come back to my friends and everything. Is this home? Yes, this is home. But is this the place I necessarily wanted to come back to? No, because mm. it's all dark and cold and mm. this represents work and stuff. And when I'm in Japan, I'm free. Okay, free cool. to do what I want. Free without pressure. Free to have sunshine. Free mm. to... Uh, you know, just enjoy yourself because that's the definition of a holiday. So, mm. was I anchor? Yeah. Do I want to come back here because it's home? Well, I guess it is. Um, yeah, it is home now. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, this is where my life is. I see. Is another good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, which is a different thing, I think. Could be. It's like you have your, your structures here. Your, your, confine, your comfort is here. Mm. But I guess some- you still consider Canada home. I don't know. Because now I thought it was, but now when I go there, I'm not so sure. Hmm. Then I want to come back. Okay, that's a good sign. Which is a good sign, Hmm. but then I also don't feel too tied here yet. I don't know. I'm in a really weird place in my life. I'm like uh, floating. Weird. That's a great thing to be in, that you don't feel tired yet. No, yeah, yeah. Mm, It's good. I quite like it here, yeah. Sure. I don't want to be that one who's like, years later, you'll be tired. (laughs) <laughs> just you do it no i'm not like that i'm yeah. a bit on the up i'm on the other side around now a little bit of a it's i would say more that it's a um, a hard year mm. put it that way just with the winter right you have yeah. good winters and bad winters mm. and it's probably one of the harder winters like last winter boom i was i was i was break i was yeah. going through it was great i was smashing it did that have anything to do with the winter or was that just you i think it's me yeah okay. i think it's a lot around you and your life and all that sort of stuff so yeah there's a lot of challenges i think to kind of make it through that winter and, yeah, and how you pace yourself when you get through it, and mm. what's your kind of thing. But that's great. You've got that enthusiasm, and I'm. If anything, now I can kind of go like, "Oh, this is just a bad winter," mm. and it happens because mm. I remember that first winter. It was just I thought it would go on forever. I thought it was never ending. <laughs> you feel like it's your whole life. Yeah, like yeah. what you've said. Like, what do you know? You're, you're young. You eighteen months is the longest you've lived in a place. So yeah. twelve months seems like forever. Yeah. If nothing else, being old has given me the the perspective to go yeah. like, it's all right. It will end. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Shit ends. There's going to be another one next year. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Nothing. The winter for me is like, uh, it's kind of like, oh, fuck. yeah, keep talking. Totally situational somehow. It's like, uh, uh, did we break something? Uh, yeah. I. Uh, the computer went into standby mode. Oh, no. And when it uh, goes into standby mode, it doesn't like. Things very much. So we we'll turn on this one here. Ooh, this is like Louis, like a tech wizard. Because I can Man. open apps on my computer. Wow! Dude, I see you clicking things. <laughs> oh my gosh! Go. Was what was that list of of things you could choose from? That was, was interesting. Pornography, cocaine, wow. uh, <laughs> all sorts of hard Whoa, liquor. This is an interesting. Some sort of prostitutes list. you get from that drop down list. Louis all those from those drop down list. list. Now we've got it going on there. Mm. Um, yeah. All right. So you've you've come here. Like what? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it was easier for you in the summer, would you say? Like, living here and hanging around, like... What's the hardest thing about the winter, then, besides darkness, then? Yeah, man, for me, I don't, like... Uh, the winter is very, like, situational thing for me. It's like when you wake up in the morning and you left the tap dripping. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit. 
it's the tap stripping again but the winter mm. is like a kind of uh if i feel miserable in the winter it's probably not the winter's fault is my it's a very my enlightened attitude to have i don't know it's definitely i don't know but you've got and i think part of the key to uh surviving the winter surviving. is goals surviving yeah literally uh, we survived, the winter. survived another winter in the estonian wasteland yeah I challenge everyone listening out there to refer it to it in another way than surviving. That okay? <laughs> How else do we? Um, you survive. You get through by having goals, by working, by making sure you got shit going on. Like it's the worst if you really got nothing to do. So yeah. to me, that tells me you have a lot going on. Yeah, actually, if I had nothing going on, then no matter what time of year, I'd be like <laughs> depressed, crying under my bed, probably. Yeah. So but, what do you got going on? Your Modash, right? Is your yeah. startup? What do you do with Modash? So Modash, um, the goal at Modash is to help every creator get paid. So we do that by making them super accessible to people who might want to pay them. And those mm -hmm. are usually marketers. So uh, basically you can filter through like 100 million social media influencers based on how fake their following is <laughs> or who their following is. So um, maybe you need to work with the one, the one creator who is located in New York, whose following is in Estonia, male, 25 to 35, interested in comedy whatever uh and then you'll get the one new york based influencer who speaks to that audience mm. so the yeah this is kind of the thing and then you can build and launch campaigns super fast but this is the boring part the cool part <laughs> is that we've actually helped like 104 creators get paid now and we launched in november that's great that's a very good statistic as well 104 like real people who got real people. work yes through your system real people who just like to play video games or or take photos or talk shit on the internet or whatever have mm -hmm. made money doing it. What's the, is there some, has it all been games players? Has it been just general YouTube creators? Is there a pattern to yeah. the ones that are picking up first for so you? So we had a few on, so we do Twitch and Instagram right now. Twitch is Amazon's live streaming platform. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a few on Twitch who were like uh, gaming commentary type dudes. One really crazy like uh, German guy who screams <laughs> preposterous things. Yeah. Uh, that was interesting. Um, were you connecting them with local, were they Estonian customers or they were uh, different? So that was an international company that mm -hmm. has Estonian office, but also like uh, Netherlands and some other weird stuff. Yeah, this is like a gaming company. But yeah, also like, uh, yeah, we have some cool clients like Verif uh, signed up now. Verif, I have like a huge crush on Carl Kotkas, by the way. <laughs> so if you're listening, Carl, you know where to find me. <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah, no, so, yeah, we do, we're doing some cool stuff. Just raised a little bit of money. That's all right. Yeah, that's cool. How many people are working in Modash or for Modash? We just work? hit 10 people. 10 fucking people? Yeah. Oh, shit, that's going well, man. Dude, I'm dying. I, no. don't, I don't know <laughs> 10 people going well. I don't have no, 10 people don't, working for yeah. me. That's great. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's super, super hard, super rewarding thing to do. Mm -hmm. Every day is like a new thing that i have to learn otherwise everybody dies what's the <laughs> that's exactly the way a founder should think about it if i don't pay a hundred percent attention to everything in the world today they're all gonna die that's exactly <laughs> dead that's it there's no there's no like they'll work it out it'll be fine tomorrow death actually you that's have to be it. even more selfish it's like uh selfish or selfless i don't know which one it is but like uh, you have to decide which things to say no to mm. which is really difficult like uh, prioritizing very hard yeah yeah like even last week i had to say no to coming on this show 
You did? That's right. Yeah, and I really was excited for this for a long time, and it took a long time to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But now we're here, and I feel like I'm happy. Mm -hmm. It's good. Good, man. It is good. Yeah, we got we just got a, a thing today. Hey, there's a charity. They're kind of a cool charity. Can you come and do a show with us? And we've got this concept, and it's going to be this great thing. And like we're like, cool, that's a cool idea, and mm. totally behind your charity, but we don't have the time for that. Yeah. You know, it's just not. And, it, and then you've got to look at something and say what's in it for us which is like not to them not like yeah, what's yeah. in it for us fuck you but you've got to look at it and go what's our yeah, what's our totally. take home out of this and it can't just be oh it's nice to work for a charity yeah totally sometimes um you have to think about long-term stuff too mm -hmm. like most things uh, one thing i learned about myself in the last year and kind of in general is that uh, most things we do are incredibly selfish like, uh, if you do something that really makes me dislike you, I'll suffer with that just so that you don't have bad feelings in the short term. But that could have really negative impact on you in the long term. So it would be much better of me to tell you, Louis, I hate your face. Like, fix it, dude. <laughs> and then... Uh, Hear it every day. And it's <laughs> such a common <laughs> no, circumstance. But, um, yeah, right, okay. So to hold back on yeah, that and criticism. then applying this on, like, bigger things, you can say, like, okay, we, don't, we can't do your charity because if we do every small charity, then we can't do the really big opportunity that comes next year because we didn't do X, Y, and Z, and so now we don't have that opportunity. Mm. Um, yeah, in your case, yeah. Or, uh, I don't yeah, know. it's hard. Sometimes I think... No, I don't think I did anymore. I think for a while I liked saying no. Yeah. And in a weird way, I'm always trying to be respectful, always trying to be polite. Mm. But there is that, it was once put to me, it's like my, my first boss kind of put it to me, a guy called Rob Castaner. He said, no, he said, no, 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 I want to be the hot girl at the prom who gets <laughs> all the guys come up and ask her but never says yes. Mm. I think he was talking about VC and investments and, okay, yeah. and getting potential buyers coming along. But oh, I always yes. kind of took that like, there is something going, mm, no, mm, no. But that's a bit, I don't look at it like that. But okay, yeah. So you've got oh, to prioritize. Totally you, true, you've yeah. got to prioritize. That's part of the job. And okay, it's mm. part of your commitment to those people. Yeah. I'm not like super famous or get like a ton of requests to do stuff actually. So I don't know how people who like... Uh, I mean, even you guys for Comedy Estonia probably get like way more, hey, come here, come do this, come do my birthday party, come do my <laughs> sister's aunt's dog's Well, a bit in that way, that's also a business though. So that, yeah, we get a lot of those, money, but then true. we charge the money. But yeah. that's the other ones. It's like, what's the mm. extra things that you might do without money? But then again, having said that, we did, what was it in December? The army comedy night at the mm. Tapa, was it Tapa? Or Paldiski army base. Okay, yeah. And uh, you know, there's something and the troops got a gig. Yeah. And I think the money got donated to the, the fund for the troops to help the okay, troops cool. and stuff like that so yeah it, but also then you don't want charity to be like oh we've checked the box now we've yeah. done our charity work yeah no. of your um you said you got 10 people working for modash yeah we have 11 people in slack so oh, one okay. plus 10 yeah. <laughs> um of those people how many are estonians uh oh no i have a uh, one two Three. I must have four. Okay, four Estonians. I realize we're talking about it like it's a zoo. How many no, penguins no, no. have you got? Yeah, it's really bizarre. <laughs> Are they <actually>. fucking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I'm trying to count Estonians now. One, two, three. Yeah, we've got another Canadian, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Finland, Taiwan, China. Yeah. Oh, extremely international. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of uh, it's cool thing actually. I'm glad that it's not Estonians are 
So you get, it's a lot of ice breaking. Yeah, I was going to say, so you might not have too much of the, because the Estonians are the minority, you might not have too much of the stereotypes, let's say, about what it might be <laughs> to manage or work or, or deal with that circumstance. Estonian mm-hmm. developers are like the mm-hmm. the perfect Estonian. Ooh. They just work hard. They don't say anything <laughs> ever. So we try to like fill it up with uh, lots of people to, uh, my CTO is from, He's Estonian. He's very Estonian. Yeah, right. And so we try to put him next to some talkative dudes from Bangladesh and uh, whatever, me, talking super loud. And yeah. Yeah. Is it kind of rubbing off on him, do you think, eventually? Getting A there? little bit, yeah. It's really cool to watch people grow in this way. Hmm. It's like, uh, yeah, because he's also a super young dude. So mm-hmm. he's in the same scenario as me where it's like neither of us know what the heck we're trying to do here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's cool too. I don't know how he feels, but watching him grow and learn stuff is really cool he's like a, yeah that's nice it is one of the benefits of being a boss or in a way or encouraging like i don't like the word boss yeah he's totally my boss anyway mm. because if he quits then everything goes to hell but if i quit <laughs> then they can probably find somebody who's allowed to replace me <laughs> <laughs> that is a great way to put it actually <laughs> yeah he, he like builds stuff i just say a lot of words in a row yeah sure. i hope it works out yeah. <laughs> um has it been with the, like, Modash is actually, I mean, you're in, like, you've got a company and all that, right? So, you've yeah. had to go through that process. Did you do any e-residency bullshit or did you actually make a company the real fucking old school proper way? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm an e-res, e-resident. Oh, you are? I'm, e-resident listen, as well. I'm the ultimate Estonian startup hips, hipster, okay? Yeah, 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 I'm me. a foreign founder, so I have a startup visa. Yep. And I'm an e-resident because I'm too lazy to get a residence permit. What's a start? Well, they, is that new, the startup visa? What's that? I don't know how new it is, but this year they issued 630-something of them. So startup visas help uh, startup or tech companies, whatever you want to say, relocate people here. And also Mm. foreign founders can come here and you can get a startup visa uh, and come here relatively easily. If you have like an actual valid idea, then you submit submit this in the startup startup includer, which Mm. is... uh, uh, Tartu-based thing that's kind of integrated on the back of Startup Visa. So, yeah, if you're in uh, Germany right now and you want to come to Estonia mm-hmm. with your startup, then you can uh, you can go ahead and do that by going to startupestonia.ee slash visa and find all the info you right, need. Based off, and that doesn't have a direct salary requirement. That was more a business plan requirement and that you've got some shit in order. Yeah, so this was like a series of uh, startup-y type questions that people will typically ask you. So they'll ask you, like they'll ask you every question a VC would ask, basically. Mm-hmm. And then the startup committee, which includes like uh, some of the bigger names in the ecosystem here. But really interestingly, they're not government officials. They're like just founders who have done crazy stuff in Estonia. Mm. Um yeah, so those guys will review the application. Hmm. They say yay or nay. This is a real idea. This is a fake idea. Uh, too much blockchain. Not enough uh, revenue. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, after that, then you're super qualified to get a residence permit. It's like I'm just too lazy to go to the office, basically. But uh, you can come and live here for a year, and in that time, you can get a residence permit. So if you can prove that you've got like three grand in the bank or something, mm. then you can uh, get a five-year visa. Oh, okay. So you've so it's a bootstrap into so it's not renewable. After one year, you've got to have done enough to get a residency visa. Yeah, I mean, right from day one when you get the visa, it, while you're in the office, you mm. can just uh, stick around and get your residence permit. You don't have to wait a year or something. Hmm. You can just get the visa. Uh, and then apply immediately for the residency permit. permit. Well, the one I've got, which I thought was the typical type one, it's five year one. 
five year. Well, mm. a five year because I renewed it. So mm. it was two years to begin oh, with. The first time was two years. And then after I renewed, it was five years. And I get that one on the basis of employment because I'm employed for 1.24 times the average salary. Ah, so you're like a specially uh, qualified person type thing. No, 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 okay. no. Just that the, well, the visa that I've got says that, yeah, if you are employed for this much, you, you get a visa. visa. Okay. So, because when I was looking, they didn't even have that, this startup thing that you could... Yeah, this is, I think it's mm. like two, three years old. Sounds maybe. like something new, They yeah. issued 300 of them last year or something like that, and mm. then 600 this year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I just got the... I was harassing Startup Estonia about uh, the statistics for the show on Wednesday. There's a liftoff on Wednesday. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, then you can do that for a year. It gets you going if you've got that. If they, if these board of independent people think that you've got a legit enough idea, you've got a year. It can get you bootstrapped. And then... Yeah. You still have to meet, like, uh, I'm not a terrorist requirements. Oh, basically. damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you still have to do, like, some, some mm. regular boring paperworky stuff. Oh, uh, but it's super easy to get a startup visa if you have a real idea. If you don't have a real idea, then please don't write me on Instagram and ask <laughs> me what to put in the boxes because people actually do that. It's wow, really, really? Yeah. I don't get nothing. I got. I don't. I don't get people asking me about that because when I got mine, I had to. So this was. Let's wind back to eight years ago. There's no e-residency. Yeah. There's no startup visa or nothing. E-residency is insane program. Yeah. Go ahead. How's that? Oh, I want to hear all about that. And I had to. Eric and I, Eric was a temporary resident for being a student. So that meant together, I was, and I'm just Australian citizen. Together, we could make the company because he was like one half Estonian in that like he only had a temporary <laughs> visa himself. But that yeah. was enough to start a company, mm -hmm. which was also then enough to co-start a company with a founder, with someone else. Okay. Or do we have another person in there? Fuck, I don't remember. Anyway, yeah. and then, then we made the Comedy Estonia company. Mm -hmm. Then I employed myself in the company yeah. for 1.24 times the average salary, mm -hmm. which made me eligible for a visa yeah. and therefore I bootstrapped my way into a visa. So then I bought Eric out of the rest of the company for whatever, like 10 bucks, yeah. you know, you know, that amount. Cause 10 the company, bucks. Whatever, yeah. yeah, one, whatever the share is, you yeah, know, 10 yeah. cents. The nominal value. The nominal value. Yeah. And then I wholly owned the company and I was employed in and I had a visa. And then a few years later, like e-residency. And I'm like, <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. Could have saved me some lawyer fees. Jesus. Um, yeah, Erez is this insane thing. They issued like a preposterous amount of uh, of e-residence people this year, and Deloitte says that it will have the indirect impact of this of the e-residency program without just from the taxes that the companies will pay, mm. plus uh, a little bit of indirect from companies like Leapin that are being built off the mm. back of e-residency. Just the direct impact of that is going to be one point five billion on the Estonian. Uh, uh, economy between twenty fifth, uh, yeah, twenty fifteen and twenty twenty five. So in ten year period, which is not an insignificant amount for Estonia, no. and that's not including like uh, uh, Modash was built by an e resident, for example. So just the fact that I could do that, uh, hopefully, if we do something really cool, even now we pay a bunch of taxes, whatever. But if we do something really insane, then uh, that's really good for the ecosystem, and that's not included in the one point five billion. So yeah, it's quite cool. I've got a bunch of. Uh, just because I've been researching in the last days, uh, <laughs> sure. I've got a bunch of fun facts here about the all kinds of this stuff, actually. Alan Martinson was sending me stuff. Uh, actually, your story reminded me of Marcus Villig's story of how he how he decided his first salary. He uh, So basically, Marcus Villig is the CEO of Taxify, hmm. and he had... Why can I not find this anywhere? 
I don't know, it's probably going to destroy the show if I look for this forever. But um, he had uh, the opportunity to buy a house. Uh, he had no salary. So he went to the bank and said, how much money do I need in order to buy this house? And they told him, and he said, okay, and started paying himself that much money. Okay, yeah. I can't find my uh, Estonian startup, uh, my e-residency statistics. But yeah, it was like um, over, every year they, they do 100% more e-residents than the year before, hmm. which is insane. It didn't, um, but didn't, what's his name, just leave Kasper to Koiras, Koiras? Yeah, that just guy just leave. wrote a blog post. I don't think I ever met him. Uh, I don't know. But was it? Spent to be, I, I realize, I don't know if we should be gossiping, but is it like, mm. was that kind of like a good leaving? I didn't understand. He spoke about it, but. It seemed uh, from, I didn't hear anything bad about it. So okay. from, yeah, the little bit of. Well, he's been there for four years. That's fair enough these days. Because if you do see someone leave a high pro- profile program, you're like, mm. what? What's that going down? What's the, especially in yeah. Estonia, like, what's the scoop? I'm going to ask someone what the scoop is. Yeah, it might be like, uh, it might, it makes a lot of sense that maybe he would leave. I mean, he was 26 when he started the job, I think. Mm. And uh, now e-residency 2.0, or whatever they're calling it, is coming. Mm. So maybe he kind of wrapped up his uh, his portion of that gig and he's like, you know what? I want to be a comedian. I'm going on <laughs> the road. Four years is a good innings. Fair enough. When I thought about it, I'm like, you can't deny four years, like... If you've done that, like, and no it's doubt, it's super annoying. Work, right, you're actually. 30 all of a sudden. You've just run a world national program. Mm. You've been in, like, wasn't his wait? Wasn't it also that like he was the most quoted Estonian last year? Really? There's some that's funny. Fuck, it was. It could only have been him because otherwise it would have been CMC. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm all right. I'm pretty sure that's so funny. he was like one of the top because he was head of e-residency and everyone's yeah. joking off about e-residency. That's true. They are yes. that. Uh, it's that's what we love doing around here. So. <laughs> residency um yeah so with the profile that he mm. must have got from that position you can only imagine that wow there's a whole bunch of cool shit out there yeah i mean i'm sure he has like a ton of really weird opportunity right i don't know what those might be or maybe he's just like i'm gonna hike in the woods for the next three years yeah. alone do you think about that? Oh, you're not at that stage yet. You're still at the happy, bright, shiny I kind of did some stupid stuff like that. While I was in Germany, I was like uh, working as a prep cook and stocking shelves at a pet store and climbing the rest of the time. So I was just like traveling and not living off much and uh, sleeping in tents. And sleeping in tents? Not always. I had an apartment and stuff, but when right. we were traveling around, it was like we spent a lot of time just climbing rocks and... Right. And, okay, uh, but that's cool. You kind of want to do that. that. I did that backpacking thing for a year as well. Like you want to go out yeah. and travel and have no fixed address. And mm. I did that. I backpacked for most of 2006. And then most of 2007, I wasn't technically backpacking, but I was no fixed abode. And I was an IT trainer. So I was taking training jobs who all around you? Europe. I know. You're such a like, mixed bag. I've been things. everywhere, except nothing has changed for the last eight years. But before that, shit was mm. really changing. Yeah, I'm an IT trainer. So I would, they sent me that he got to go to Amsterdam, then you got to go to fucking some other place in Germany, and you got to go over here and give a training course. So earlier when I said that you were like an IT pro and you just brushed me <laughs> off, like, oh, I can open some apps. You're like, actually, I knew there was some wizardry going on there. There is. I have you I opened have, those windows so fast. I'm so good. That's why I spent four years studying where I got a master's of computer science. So I what? click, yeah, I have a master's you of computer science. You have a computer science. Yeah, yeah. And you're in Estonia yeah, and you're not. And I don't do it. <laughs> you don't do it. Dude, Estonians. I could. Because I, uh, I, um, I went into really, really boring shit. My first job was in uh, document management for enterprise 
big enterprises. Johnson & Johnson Pharmaceutical. This sounds oh like my the God. actual worst job. The worst job. But I had no idea because we didn't have any startup culture. We didn't have yeah. all the hip kids, especially 20 years ago, which yeah. it was almost 20 years ago now. We didn't have all this cool, you can make it. It was just like, go get a fucking job. And yeah. that's and it was like, there was two guys doing their own thing, doing consulting on mm. the side. And we were like, oh my God, wow. Yeah. What amazing individuals who went off and found <laughs> their own work. All they did was develop a website for some guy. And we were like, that's amazing. How mm. entrepreneurial are you? Um, because I, I grew up, or not grew up, but I was developing in that same startup scene as, for example, as Atlassian. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Confluence and Jira ah, yeah. and all this that. Ca- this is Australian company. Right. Actually. Yeah. So I've, you know, would be, I've been to parties at Mike Cannon Brooks's house. Mm. And uh, my guy, Rob, who I mentioned before, he was uh, good partners with them back yeah. then. And we, we used to use their products when they were very small and we knew mm. who they were and we saw them have that phenomenal growth. So, Super cool. So, but that was just like, one yeah there was no startup community of like maybe they did were they like australia's skype sort of but Mm. i don't know maybe there's a better atmosphere now i'm very glad there is because maybe i wouldn't be a comedian if there was a better like if i'd found Mm. modash i was like oh this avery guy he's good looking and fun i'll go work for him (laughs) instead you know, maybe I would still be there rather if I hadn't, you know, been do, doing document then, management. Then you would have started doing podcasts and you'd be like, what is, oh my God, this is what I always wanted to do. <laughs> it was secretly what I always wanted to do. Because yeah. then, all right, Mr. Mr. Schrader, um, <laughs> I used to, do, used to do community radio back in my small town oh, of Nelson cool. Bay, Callback. Uh, <laughs> and it was, yeah, I would be on the community radio there and I wanted to go to radio school. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, especially 20 years ago, it was like, go to radio school or go study computers. And That's coming cool. from a good family of immigrants, it was always go study computers. Okay. Always, you know, don't, what are you doing fucking around with the radio? What the fuck is this shit? Yeah, yeah. And in actuality, maybe, maybe that is something correct because maybe now Maybe you I, would have studied it and hated it by the right. time you were done and then been like, this sucks. Or the industry the sucks. The industry, yeah. I think that's it. I don't like the radio. Like, I've given up listening to advice from former radio stars. About how to, you know, I'm listening to people. Them, they're the influencers that are the influencers that yeah. I grew up to listening. All the famous radio mm. jockeys mm. in Australia, and, and the more I listen, I'm like, your whole view is around a one-hour show with ad breaks, trying yeah. to work on ratings and the toxic environment that seems to exist inside of most radio stations. Mm. I actually don't think there's a bunch, at least at that level, that I could mm. learn from those people. So yeah. yeah, all the different things. So here we are back again. 20 mm. years later, sitting in a cold, snowy day in Estonia. Yeah. This is such a cool setup, though. You got these sketchy-looking lamps in here. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a converted meth lab right now. It's oh, so cool. Oh, you got to smell what we're cooking in <laughs> here. There's a bottle of Jack Daniels. I don't even know where that came from. There's a bottle of Jack Daniels sitting up yeah, there. You don't remember drinking it, man. Probably some fucking cookies or something that Ari and Mika left around. But this is so last. cool, man. This is like the kind of little setup we want to... Okay. Do you, oh, because you've got that. Sh- your office is in Lift Ninety Nine. Yeah. So we just like stick a mic on a desk and and run, which is cool, but it doesn't give you the like uh, the atmosphere. Like once you, when you're sitting in here, like you and I are right now, yeah. it's like everything is very. I feel like I'm like I don't know. You're in the zone. You're talking. There's like nothing going on around you. This is like the this is the space where we talk about random shit. You know. <laughs> is it because also Lift Ninety Nine isn't like your office? It's a co-working space, so it never yeah. quite feels it's like. Is it like living in a share apartment? Like you never quite feel like it's your own, even though it is your own. Mm. It's not quite the same. It's as like having crashing your own on your friend's couch. <laughs> like yeah. it's Lift Ninety Nine's amazing, but it's totally like uh, as far as doing a podcast or whatever. Like to take a to take a room for like an hour and a half or whatever, especially mm. if we wanted to do it in 
the daytime would be really rude. Okay. Just to, yeah, it would be like, uh, yeah, but Lyft is awesome, generally speaking. Okay, that's nice. My uh, Our new employer, Hellerine, she used to work for Lyft 99. Oh, what the heck? Hellerine works with Comedy Estonia now. That's correct. Yeah, she's nice. our new operations manager. Oh, wow. And she's doing a great job. She's kicking ass. And, Shout uh, out to Hellerine. Absolutely. She's doing great and has been coming on exactly the right time because this is now when I'm a... I'm finding myself in the last few weeks a little bit exhausted, mm. uh, a little bit down at times uh, from really? living, living in the fucking, uh, living in the refrigerator mm. is how I'm putting it. That's my new mm. criteria. If I move somewhere, it has Warm. to be above four degrees because mm. that's what your refrigerator is. I want to th- <laughs> <laughs> think that I'm not living in the refrigerator because you think about it, you're like, it's like but it's just degrees, one degrees. Yeah. I'm like, no, it's four degrees in a fucking refrigerator. It's warmer. <laughs> there that it is outside right now that's hilarious <laughs> i never thought about that that's great but i feel like uh so hell is doing great you think if you it was like five degrees you'd be like this is a shit refrigerator like i'm so unthawed <laughs> right now like, yeah you'd be ah oh, there's just it's all wet and it's up and down yeah. and duh, duh. <laughs> no i'm just i know as you say you i think you said the wise comment before that it is about what's inside of you and it's more about that you know that a little bit, yeah. Like mm. sometimes situational stuff sucks. Right now, it's like uh, I almost, I almost hesitated to come today because today's a really not a fun day for me. How so? What's been happening? There's today? like uh, actually, so I moved in this apartment. Okay. Contrary to popular belief, when you're a startup that raises money, a good, <laughs> it's not a good idea to like pay yourself a whole bunch of money. Actually, sure. at least I don't think so. Because so. you drain the company's money too fast. Is that what you mean? Because it's in my best interest to put everything for the long term so it's like uh yeah like mm-hmm. uh full transparency i pay myself 500 euros right now that's my salary that's very fair but february is my like uh my first paycheck from the company mm. so i got a new apartment this month i plan my finances like a responsible adult did you, you hear this yeah yeah plan and more than just booze yeah weed exactly. maybe there's something for rent you and know I, and then i paid my deposit like a re- an adult. How many month deposit? They make you pay one. Oh, very good. Very good. But right. I didn't know I also had to pay rent this month. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, yeah, trying to explain to my landlord, like, I swear this isn't going to be a regular occurrence. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to figure out like uh, this, but this is like an example of a really crappy day. So if you're already like uh, uh, crushed by winter, wintertime blues, then bad days are worse. I have a feeling that you might be a little bit like me in that what is your low energy day mm. isn't perceivable as much to others. Mostly, like w- yeah. what's what lower energy to you mm. is still higher energy than many others around you. So people mm. often can't perceive that. I get that. Like, Do you feel like in your work you're allowed to be like upset at work? Like, or to have a bad day? Are you allowed to do that? Mm. Do you mean as a leader or exactly. as part of the comedy crew? Uh, more the first one yeah. as the leader it's tough man because you want to support those people around you and yeah because what if somebody else is having a bad day right you know? so let's say so the last few weeks since I got back I haven't mm. been feeling great now yeah. we're fine for everyone don't worry about nothing it happens <laughs> yeah. uh, there's ups and downs we all know that you go through good times bad times sometimes you feel bad Sometimes and you feel real bad. Sometimes you feel real bad. Sometimes you forget how the Jack Daniels got on the shelf. <laughs> I got a whole case of it out the back. Um, so it's nothing. It's nothing dire, right? Mm. But you know, just to admit that you don't feel good, yeah. and admit that you need to, you know, do something about that, or things mm. aren't going well. And I have felt a lot of guilt because I've now left more to my employees yeah. to do, and as the leader, that gives me guilt. But yeah. also. 
even if I wasn't feeling bad, mm. this is still a good thing that we get that away. Because yeah. I think Comedy Estonia has definitely suffered from that phenomenon of the founder being unable to disconnect from the company. Yeah. And the company's image being unable to disconnect from, from the, the founder. Person. Yeah. And I think we've come a long way from that, even in the last year. You could even look one year ago and look and say, look, Comedy yeah. Estonia is Lewis. And yeah. maybe it was, but also for the company's sake and for my own personal sake, that has to change. It's not super healthy, yeah. No, not for, not for, for anyone. I'm eventually, time. Who knows? Eventually, I wouldn't be here, not for an extended period of time, for my sake, for the company to function effectively, mm-hmm. for me to give responsibility to those around me, mm-hmm. to accept different ideas, for me to not burn out. So, it's been good. I mean, the Hellerine came on at exactly the right time. Yeah. Or maybe it was. Maybe when I perceived that there was another resource here, maybe I subconsciously gave maybe myself like... like yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's <laughs> flowing out. Yeah. Like, like you've just opened up the dam or something like yeah. that. Um, but what so, do you feel like is the, the cause of your angst at the moment? What's, a, what's the, the... Who's the David to your Goliath? The, I think just... I mean, overall pressure. Um, like work, work pressure. Sure. So there's overall work pressure. That as the company yeah. grows, there's more to do. Totally. This is a whole podcast in itself, by the way. I was gonna maybe I was gonna talk a little bit more about it later, but the the whole company in itself. So you've got to run that company, yeah. And then the company grows. There's more and more to do, yeah. And as I've talked a lot about on this podcast, then I've had to balance off being the artist, being the creator, and being yeah. the businessman. Mm-hmm. And to me, my mind, it was just always logical that the business would eventually take over. Yeah, the business grows, and that came at the expense of. Uh, the artistic side, yeah. which isn't quite as there right now, which is why I'm so feel so good about doing the podcast. So then I've got, so I've taken a lot of the artistic out, which mm. is affecting me. I have noticed that okay, balance don't, have time, is, to don't like. have time there. So then you go, well, Lewis, just do more artistic stuff. But I don't think it's as easy. Like you can't just say, right, stand up for an hour. Yeah. All right, no, set the clock. All right, 60 yeah. minutes done and I'm done. It doesn't. Yeah. N- nor should you be so flippant as to walk around the street and go, no, I will just wait until the idea comes to me. You yeah. shouldn't do that either. But there is something in the middle yeah. and it's not just about scheduling it in. And I found that once you've done, like I'll just, all I can do is talk about stand-up. Once you've done it for a long enough, you get to a point where either you are doing it or you're not doing it. Mm. And if you continue to just do it a little bit, you won't progress any further. And I will just produce the same old shit. I won't be happy with it. It will just be a rehash of the whole thing Mm. to move up to that next level, which you need to after you've been doing it for so long. Yeah. You need to devote that time. So I've kind of made the choice right now. I'm just going to do the business. Okay. Because that's what, that's the job that needs to be done right now. Okay. This thing needs me Mm. and it doesn't need me forever. And we're moving away from that, mm. as we all should, all companies should. Um, but for the next year or two years, mm. this might not change too much. Yeah. And that's okay. And I just accept that time. Yeah, two years is like not a ridiculous period of time. No, unless you're 20 and you've only lived somewhere for 18 months, then it seems like a long time. Yeah, so I've got a bit of, but for the first time, I've been having thoughts yeah. about what else would I do? And that doesn't mean that I'm leaving. That Mm. doesn't mean that I'm up and going or I want to go or anything like that. It just, I've never even thought about life without Comedy Estonia before. Yeah. Because it's been my thing. I finally fucking 
did it. something with my life. Yeah. <laughs> I made something finally. I don't count getting a degree. I don't count working mm. for a couple of years. I finally did a thing in this world that was worthwhile. Yeah. And come to define myself around that. So mm. what do you do afterwards? And that's a whole new scary thing. Yeah. Especially when it's not like uh, the best way to deal with this from a selfish perspective is like rip the bandaid off and run away like just <laughs> but from like if you want to be a half decent person and not kill the thing that you built then you can't really do that no and i very much don't want to kill the yes. things i built and i <laughs> exactly, want to still yeah. and what would that that be you know like and then it's to yeah understand would i just stay in, would i still be working in estonia could i have someone else running some parts of the company but i'm going mm. back to an artist or what would that future be oh i don't know yeah. i don't know any of this but mm. i think it's healthy to have those first thoughts yeah, about whatever what else you might do after your current. I think thing. you're totally allowed to think about what's next. Mm. I think that's okay, Louis. It's it? okay, dude. <laughs> but that's what that's what I was talking about in the solo podcast. It has been hard, and I don't blame people. But I have had to um, really strongly, I say, put my stake in the ground because it's mm. always these doubting Estonians. Like you don't want to be here. You don't like it here. Really? Why would you Do come you to Estonia? That? Why would you come to Estonia? What are you doing here in this cold country? I'm like, no, no, I really like it. No, really. And maybe it was also <laughs> a bit back in the day when, like in the early days of comedy Estonia, when I had to argue with people. Like they're like, no, Estonians can't be funny. And it was the most weird, inverse, racist conversation you've ever had where I'm there going, no, I think these Estonian guys, I think they can be okay. You know, That's just they, a weird comment. Actually. They need a bit of development. This, and these Estonians, you could see that they were so... I was like, have you been to a show? No. Then have you seen them live? No, I don't want to come through. <laughs> so then how do you know what it's like? They had it so far in their brain that that could never happen. Really? That Estonians couldn't be funny. That it was... It would defy all logic. They would even like see something. I know like, they can't be like you know. It was so ingrained in that. Mm. Like so. what kind of? They're laughing. They're like, what kind of witchcraft is this? It's not <laughs> possible. This is real humor. That's so weird. I can't imagine somebody looking at me and being like, uh, I don't know. Canadians can't tie their shoes or like be funny or right. or a Canadian know. saying it. Because that was the thing. It was an Estonian yeah, even saying about Estonians. Mm. And then me as some sort of anti-Mart Helmer here, like saying like, no, no, I think Estonians can be funny. Have you heard this like from other uh, perspectives actually? Like have you heard of, I don't know, uh, Estonians I, can't make good sandwiches or something from Estonia? God, they do get awfully negative about themselves a I'm lot of the time. I'm just curious if yeah. this is like a self I think like there's an element of that. Prophecy. It's like, uh, I'm not good at things. So therefore other people like me can't be good at things. <laughs> Or I don't know. I think there's a lot to it. I'll tell you about this guy that I interacted with on Twitter the other day. Uh, so yeah. I wrote a joke on Twitter, which is just that about this ECRA, their marketing campaigns, and they got their photos. Mm -hmm. And the photos in the ECRA marketing campaigns are creepy and mm. black and white and weird. They mm. all look like ah, a black and white portrait. There's some billboards like this. Yeah. Because everyone's, all the politicians got the billboards right now. And I said that Ekra's photos are black and white because that's how they see the world. Yeah. And that they <laughs> all look like they're fucking out of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Like they mm. all look like they're from the birds from the 60s. Yeah. Which is some, cool, but not how you're supposed to look when you're a politician. Right, exactly. I was like, yeah, that's a really artistic look. I'm like, wait, no, you all look creepy. <laughs> Those fucking Martin Helmer looks creepy as fuck already as it is. Mm. And so this guy replied to me and he said in English, and it seemed like quite clear, well-written English. And he was like, uh, why you will only, it was like, you will only get likes and subscribes from some edgy teenagers 
no one really wants to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Stay out of our stuff or something to the manner. And now I'm not at all interested in arguing with no one online. So I wrote back to him, don't worry, brother. I love you. I wrote, I said, like, you have all my love, brother. Because I'm not interested in starting no shit online. And then kind of without, no, it was even somewhere around the same time. He re- he must have gone through my Twitter profile. And my last message was the one where I say, I've been here eight years and five attempts later, I got my Estonian driving theory exam passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's then replied to me without me kind of prompting him mm-hmm. going, oh, I've seen you've been here for eight years. I guess you can talk about our stuff then. and it just it all happened within 10 minutes and it was the weirdest turnaround Mm. like you got some easy ass racist people going on here yeah he just sort of turned it around and and then i said oh don't worry and then i made some joke like oh don't worry foreigners piss me off too bro don't piss me (laughs) off too don't worry about it i also hate the australians (laughs) stealing our jobs and then he said to me he's like look i'm just sick of everyone picking on ecra Picking and they're always like That's doing that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Picking on Ekra and there's always the butt of the jokes. And he's like, why don't people make jokes about Estonia 200? I'm like, they're literally everywhere. Yeah. Slash R slash SD on Reddit is nonstop that shit. And I'm the kind of foreigner that shouldn't talk about Ekra. Why is that? I'm the guy that he doesn't want to tweet because I don't know anything about the Estonian. Uh, like all okay. I know is that everybody hates Ekra, who I thought was a singular individual. <laughs> For a while, I was like, "Yeah, I hate that Ekra guy, Rain." <laughs> but uh, I've learned that this is actually a group of people called an Ekra. <laughs> like, That's the plural <laughs> version of the name. There is one Ekra and many Ekred. <laughs> Ekra. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so this is interesting to me. But I guess Ekra hates a lot of stuff, and uh, Ekra, the the group of people, hates a lot of different individuals. Well, th- what is the I think that they have the inconsistencies that are inherent in their position. Meaning, if you're an ultra-right-wing party and you're all like, yo, get rid of the foreigners and uh, all the others. We're only like the white people. No, the really white people. They're the only <laughs> ones. Not just the white, Uh-oh. like the really white. Like, they're... Uh, so, they want like Swedish people. So yeah, there are inconsistencies in that, right? So, years and years ago, I thought it was a hilarious joke that I would sign up for ECRA. And I thought this was going to be like hilarious. To run prank. For office well, what? to at least join the party. Okay. And the first, if you go down the rules of ECRA, the first rule of ECRA no is foreigners. no foreigners. <laughs> nice. It's literally the first rule on the books when I looked it up was you can't, you have to be a citizen. Mm. And so you're, you're, you're really committed to this prank. So right? I went, fuck it. So I, and you could sign up online because this is Estonia. Yeah. You know, everything can happen online. So mm. I signed up online. I put my details in and they're not, they're not fact checking. There was no uh, asynchronous Ajax connection that went and checked me against the population register at the same time. You know, there was no, yeah. no integration happening there. It just accepted my form. Mm. And uh, I was going to, I was going to pay the money and I was ready to do it. And I was all, I was ready to, it was like 50 bucks to be a member. And I was all ready to then donate another 50 bucks to a charity to be like, well, look, I'm sorry that I had to give these fucking idiots 50 bucks for the joke. <laughs> um, and so then the dude calls me up. And I started to call him like, hello, is this Mr. Lewis? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm from Accra. And I'm like, oh, shit. He's called my bluff on this one. Because <laughs> uh, I was just hoping it would go he's through. like, I'm Accra. Yeah. yeah, I'm the guy. I'm the one Accra guy <laughs> that they all came from. 
And I, because all I wanted was to sign up, get, I was hoping that I would get pushed through the system mm. and that it would just be like, please send us your 50. And then I would send the 50 and I would be automatic and I'd be like, oh, they're a bunch of idiots. They signed me up, but they called my bluff and the dude calls me up and speaks in English. Okay. He speaks in English because he understands I'm a foreigner. And he's like, will you come and meet us? We're at the, having at the markets. We've got the stand, you know, on the Saturday. <laughs> We're at the market. <laughs> it was like, will you come to Nume Market system, yeah. Yeah, and meet us? We're having a thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. But he was like, where are you from? You are from Spain. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, this is almost, this is like three or four years ago. I'm like, you could work out who the fuck I was. Like, I'm like, you don't know how to use Google, do you, yeah. you dumb fuck? <laughs> like, you, one search of my name in Google is going to immediately turn up exactly what is going on here. Yeah. And he's like, you're from Spain. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm from Australia. And then his reply to me was, oh, Australia, Tony Abbott's, turn back the boats. Very good. And I got racist credibility from being an Australian with him. <laughs> I got in the club. He's like, yo, I've heard about your Tony Abbott guy down there, turning back those refugees, pushing them back, keeping them on Manus Island. Heard about that stuff. Loved your work and thought you could add a little bit of that to the mix. So what is the <laughs> position actually of ECRA for an ignorant Canadian? So just my vague understanding of the current uh, refugee situation or kind of even foreigner situation is that... Maybe per capita there's a lot, but in total there's very few actual foreigners here. It, I don't know those numbers actually, mm. because I think like uh, I think Estonia took something like seventy-eight refugees ever yeah. or something. I don't know for sure. Right, but. exactly. But you you get all concerned and they all get whipped up about oh they're all coming. Oh, it's the flood coming, and it was but, like three blokes, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what is Ekra's uh, stance? Do they have like uh, a reason that they feel the way they feel? Um, as much as I know, they want to keep Estonia for the Estonians. Mm -hmm. They want to keep it white. They well, they claim that the EU is bad. They don't like the EU. Okay. Um, and they feel that with just a little bit of extra money, mm -hmm. we can uh, procure enough armaments to defend ourselves from Russia. Wow. Which seems to be, well, there's another bit of an issue going on there. <laughs> so they don't want the EU. They don't want the protection from the EU or nothing like that. They're definitely anti-EU at that level. Okay. They're anti-foreigner. But that was, they seem to, that was the thing. They... They make this distinction mm. between good foreigners and bad foreigners. And this okay. is the problem Then you've got to start deciding because I was apparently a good foreigner. <laughs> I've come here, I had sex with women, and I've taken jobs. Okay. But apparently I was still a good foreigner and mm. they define bad ones. I don't know, maybe the refugees or... Mm. Now, I don't know how they would act to someone of darker skin who is mm. employed at a startup and contributing and... Because he seemed to also mm. then like... He seemed happy with the idea that I had a job. He's like, you have a job. And I'm like, yeah, I've got a job. I work. I didn't quite say it through, <laughs> but I have a job and that I'm living. He's like, you're living here and you have a job. And like these things, these answers seem to satisfy him okay. and make him feel all right about it. So mm. I don't know why he was inviting me in when rule number one is no foreigners. Unless they he thought really that, that fifty euros. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. He's like, I'll take a quick fifty of this guy, then tell him to fuck off. No one knows nothing. I told my boss that there'd be lots of people at this market thing that I organized. <laughs> I just want a day at the market. Like, he just wanted a nice day, and then. So unless they thought that, or unless they did know that I was prominent, and that they thought they were going to use that, hmm. or something. I don't know what the fuck. But I learned at this stage that I am no Aston Kusher. He did punked, right? I have no, I have no punked. Yeah, he invested in Verif as well. Yeah. 
Who, sorry? Inverter, Finn Carl Kotkas. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Oh, here Fun we go. fact of us. Right. So, so I'm no punked, right? Yeah. I understood that I, I was not, not going to go down and like wear a wire and mm. get him on, you know, get him on microphone saying some stupid shit mm. and then say it later. I just like, yeah, I'll be there. And then didn't show up and that was the end of it. Nice. Man, it's, I'm really curious like what the... Because uh, at least American North American politics is this really interesting topic to me that I'm really just dis- disconnected from okay. because I'm here. Mm. But here I'm also disconnected, but I'm like sitting in the middle of it basically, Anytime. and I see like people really close to me being really belligerent on Facebook about Ekra or about whoever, and so I'm like, uh, what the heck is happening here? Mm. But I don't know where to go for the answers in English. I need English answers. We need English answers. We so look, Benoit, Ekra, th- come on the show. I- I would love to talk to them. I don't think they're stupid. I don't think the ECRA policy is necessarily all bad. Mm. Um, I think there can be valid arguments in mm. wanting to ensure the safety of your country and all that sort of stuff. Mm. I do think Mart Helmer and Martin Helmer say some batshit crazy things. Who the are those two, people? So they're the guys that run the party. They're father and son. Okay. And like the main guy in the party is Mart Helmer. Mm-hmm. And then his son, very okay. imaginatively named, is Martin Helmer. Because he's got a big imagination, this bloke. And the problem is, is that what they like doing is saying all like they're just playing off the Trump book and going, okay. why don't I say something insane, mm. which we know will stir up the crazy base. Mm. The few crazy people will get over enthusiastic mm. and the media will report on that. Mm. Now, the only thing that I've got in the defense of the media in Estonia mm. is that I have noticed that when they're reporting on Ekra, they tend to bury the batshit crazy comments right down the end of the article. Oh, really? This may be another reason why you don't fully understand. That's like the opposite of uh, of America, American media. It's like the, the headline is like Donald Trump cut a puppy's head off <laughs> or something. And then at the very bottom, they're like, well, it wasn't a real puppy. <laughs> And he didn't use a knife. It was like a joke. And yeah. <laughs> they will. I think my theory is it's that Estonian journalists okay. trying getting embarrassed and trying okay. to cover up. So if I understand enough of, and I don't really like understand, like, but if I get the gist of the Estonian media enough, mm. it's fully reported there. Mm. Well, as much as they care, it's not like. I mean, does the rest of the country care that Mart Helmer called someone a nigger? Like. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure if that's complete news in this country in itself, but I... Did he actually? Oh, non-stop, bro. Wow. Non-stop. Really? Yeah. But is this like, is this, does this word hold the same meaning here? I don't, I don't even know that. Like, linguistically, is that just the word? No. Nah. Okay. He okay. knows. Okay, okay. He fucking of knows. Of course he knows, yeah. Because okay. we're doing that now. Are we getting, that's that argument about the word negar. And what does negar mean? That's what it is in Estonian. Well... Okay, do you, oh, you genuinely don't. That's why I was asking. Right. Yeah. So there's a Sony word, neger, which okay. for a generation has meant a, a black person mm. and wasn't tied to racial a sort. racial thing in okay, the past, yeah. right? Um, but now the globe has kind of just adopted. Like maybe we should right. let's switch this up a little bit. It's a bit yeah. difficult to get away saying neger. You know, yeah. is it Negro? Is it Negro? And I remember when I was first here like 10 years ago, my friends would... Even then, they probably wouldn't drop it in front of foreigners. But if we were having some drinks, we're hanging out at a party, it would start getting dropped. Just, you know, there. Australians, yeah. No, no, Estonians. It would just be me with Estonians. And I could hear it getting dropped Mm -hmm. in the middle of the conversation sometimes. But it wasn't, again, it wasn't from a place of hate. And it wasn't them saying anything. It was just because they'd switched off the filter and they were going back to the default word. But I think as time goes on, yeah, we all understand the context. And I think... Mm. 
that there are those uh, Estonian people who are arguing like, that's our word, that's the thing we want to say, and we've got to say it because that's mm. what we used to say, and we're always going to keep saying it. Mm. And I think there are many more uh, intelligent, or, uh, anyway, people out there mm. who kind of go, look, I don't need this word. This is not a word that, yeah. you know, I can abandon this word and it doesn't take anything away from me mm. or understand when the correct context is to use it. Yeah. Getting back to my point. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Mark Helmer yeah. uses it in speeches oh, and okay. says it publicly mm. and he knows exactly what the fuck he's meaning with that I line. heard they have some really aggressive YouTube ads. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, my Estonian, we were actually impressed. Mm. Not by the ads, not by the <laughs> fact, not by the yeah. content of the ads, but just yeah. like, wow, Estonians know what YouTube ads are. The quality of the, and that's what I think, I think they're doing this, their social media game is very good, okay. which is another troubling parallel to the way that like they're reading from the Trump playbook. Mm. Be crazy, say crazy shit, mm. always say the media is wrong, harness social media very well. Mm. It's like... But then if your goal is to keep Estonia for the Estonians and to break us away from the EU, who else also has that same goal and is a massive country that lives next door and starts with R and ends with Usher? Like, where's... Mm. Then you start questioning, where the fuck is all their money coming from? Because what Ekra wants mm. is exactly what's good for Russia. Okay. So you start going, guys... <laughs> Where's the social media money coming mm. from? Who's paying for those fancy right. YouTube ads you get going? So, so they have social media, right? So you like so, but did you like that they were well produced, or just that they were doing it like no one I, else was really doing? May, it? Maybe other political parties here are doing it as yeah. well, but I just don't. I just know Estonians suck at advertising. You can ask like any of the ad agency people. They're like, yeah, we suck, and our clients love it. It's. Yeah. <laughs> we, we suck, and our clients love it because our clients are expecting this. Yeah. Uh, it's, this style it's i swear to god so what happens is in estonian agencies basically they say like okay this other estonian brand is doing this you should do that mm. and then it's just like the agencies and it's so funny because there's like however many hundred agencies in Tallinn or something yeah. but most of them are owned by like four groups of people oh, and so this. then they just like uh, they keep it within their group they say because uh, it creates this illusion of choice and even if you go to some agencies, there'll be like different names on the door. Mm. And it's like they just put them all in the same office, but call it different things. Anyways, really yeah, interesting. interesting. Ad agencies in Estonia yeah. suck. But uh, Tell me more. No, it's interesting. It's good to, good to talk. Yeah. So if you're like, uh, let's say you're, who's an ad agency? Uh, okay. Maybe you're Don Draper. From okay. The all right. Yeah, okay. sure. And you're, yeah. you're the Don Draper of uh, Estonia. <laughs> yeah. So you set up an ad agency. Uh, it has 12 names because that creates the illusion of choice. And then uh, if you have one brand under Don Draper uh, Limited and one brand under Don Drape's Killer Ads, then uh, you just compare them and say, oh, that's what the Killer Ads guys are doing. We should do that with your brand. And then they just sell against themselves. It's really interesting. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, I know a little bit about that industry, but not to that level. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But how are you getting into that? Because you're dealing with content creators who are creating four agencies or what's your when we pitch agencies that, yeah. like uh, i have one two of our investors are from like agency ceo mm. type people one from lithuania and one from yeah well he's portuguese actually but um oh well we can guess who your portuguese yeah. friend is then anyway go <laughs> but, ahead uh, it's like going you know an australian guy tells jokes like it's not gonna <laughs> i'm not keeping it real <laughs> private here my laugh is like messing with the mic but uh yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, just being in those uh, in the meetings with some agencies and stuff and pitching them, and they never buy, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, 
yeah, agencies are in Estonia not buying a lot of social media stuff. Anyways, yeah, that's just hmm. that's like a weird. Do they thing. feel like they can do it themselves because of the agency? Like they don't need why? Why would an agency need Modash? Oh, because they want to uh, buy a content. Well, uh, in Estonia, they me. they well the reason they might want to is because they want to either like add a offering to their clients or they want to be able to do influencer stuff easier if they're already doing that mm. uh, or so on and so forth. But uh, mostly they don't want it because their brands aren't begging for it yet. So it's like uh, we can get away with what we're doing. So mm. it's just easier. Yeah, it moves kind of... Uh, How does it go? And so again, Modash is a company that if I want to find an influencer, social media person, I come to you, you're like a directory of them. And I can look up based off demographic and style so let's and say all this. Comedy Estonia has a show in the Eastern Philippines. Okay. In whatever city in the Eastern Philippines. First time probably ever this has happened. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be a little bit trickier for you to promote your show there than maybe in Estonia because you know what's going on here. Um, you also know that young people come to your show. You know that they're mostly male. Uh, they're interested in things like comedy, for example. Mm -hmm. Um so what you can do is in Modash, you can build out a campaign that explains who Comedy Estonia is, who Louise Zaren is maybe, if this is an important part of that brand, um, why it's super cool. You can find all the local comedians there who have a following online uh, and send them that campaign information in one place. So instead of like DMing them through Instagram over and over through like 100 people or 1,000 people. Um, and yeah, you can do that at scale. You can pick the influencers based on the fact that they're in the Eastern Philippines, interested in comedy, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, and launch campaigns really big. So. so if, so in that system though, like Estonian agencies don't really need to find Estonian influencers because they probably already know them. Yeah, that's sometimes the case. Sometimes uh, what I'll do is I'll take like a popular Estonian influencer who I know the brand has worked with and just be like, yeah, so for example, here's uh, Billy Jean and his, as you can see, only 60% of his followers are real and they just start sweating. They're like, Whew. <laughs> are you gonna send our client this <laughs> super funny yeah but uh that's the funny thing about estonia because we're so small with everything that it's hard to offer those services we're all connected yeah and... i mean that's that's actually part of the reason why the estonian startup ecosystem works so well mm -hmm. because you can't stay here like when i was in warsaw kind of investigating what's going on there and it's like yeah we have enough people to start a really awesome lifestyle business and just to keep it in polish and never have to go outside in estonia you have to start with like we're expanding to lithuania we're expanding to stockholm whatever mm. um yeah so that's part of the reason why i think the estonian companies here have done so well that it, is true I think. it's like the super small population and the fact that there's uh, uh kind of mm, role models to chase after those are the two things that estonia does really well like mm. uh, they have the the estonian startup leaders club or whatever and all of their kind of expanded family, extended family, and those guys work really hard to make the ecosystem something real. And we have programs like eRes and Startup Visa, and these are the. This mm. is why it works. Because that's the the conundrum, I guess you might say, that I'm trying to deal with now as I look at my own business. That yeah. my business as Comedy Estonia inherently is not meant to expand. Yeah. Beyond so far beyond the borders we have, mm -hmm. we work in Finland, we walk all through the Baltics. But that's it. There's not going to be comedy Poland. There's certainly not going to be comedy Russia. There's, I don't need, you know, that there, there are other places. Our, our knowledge is about getting local and getting deep, um, which means that there are, if my whole goal, not my whole goal, if part of my goal is cultural and social, 
there is a limit then because the limit of the Estonian market. Like we are mm. constrained, at least at least with our domestic performers. So yeah, you go, Lewis, well, yeah, you can bring more comedians. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can bring another five, 10 American comedians. Yeah. But that doesn't mean our business grows by factors of scale. Yeah. Um, I can only put on so many stand-up comedians if there are people who want to come and see that. So yeah, yeah I can have the next Sander, the next Mikal, the next Ardo. It's mm. going fine. But how many... Sandro Iguses can you have lined up before there's just not people to come and see a show anymore you almost need somebody so big from Estonia that you can pull people here instead does that happen already like do you get like no not at all between countries the Latvians do not give a fuck (laughs) no one gives a shit like to the point of where that's why it's uh, I think the most pure example of this is Valka and Valga in the south of Estonia so that's the town on the border that's got separated. Mm-hmm. So it's half. The, okay, okay, it's okay. half in Estonia, half in Latvia. And they're two separate towns, but they were the same. And there was something after World War One, I, I want to say, that, and I want to say it was a British general. I don't remember more of the story. And they went, you know this border? Bam, straight through the town. Fucking King Solomon style. Did he say it just like that? Bam, bitches. <laughs> Bam, your town's cut. And so there was a big fucking fence through there and it only opened when they had Schengen uh, five years mm. ago that that border came down again. And so they built the wall. They built the wall, right. And they tore down the wall again. Mm. And even in that town where you're one step away from the other country, I don't see people looking at the Latvian side of the border okay. at all. I don't see... I see Latvia, Estonia? Or yeah, Latvia, Latvia, Estonia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, people would be Latvia, way more... There is comedy Latvia, okay, and cool. it does quite a lot, but they, the people in mm. the Estonian side would never look to something happening. Mm. Like, I couldn't imagine. It would be... It would almost be like a uh, novelty mm. if I said, hey, guys, we're going to see the Estonian comedy show <laughs> two streets across the border in the Latvian theater instead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That would be like a weird novelty because it's an com- inconvenience, but not an inconvenience. Yeah. Like not at all like a normal thing yeah. you would do. That's why there's comedy Estonia and there's comedy Latvia and comedy Finland. Mm. Not com- There was once a thing called comedy Baltics. No one liked it. Okay. No one connected with it. Yeah. Because no, definitely no one in Estonia, Wait, I think, what is connects... The Baltics? It's like, no one in Estonia connects with the word yeah. Baltics. And the Latvians don't mind it. Mm. They're happy to grab onto it. And I feel like everyone in Estonia, we're like laughing. I'm going, ha, ha. Yeah. You're like, you think Baltics is cool. We're from one of the Nordics. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They want to be that. But okay. So, but, so what happened in the startup ecosystem here, from my understanding, is like Skype kind of... A lot of people give a ton of credit to Skype for being massive and kind of... Hmm. jump-starting the whole thing could you louis zarin potentially be the next bill burr the next huge thing and then bring that back to estonia as a gift to the ecosystem here is that like does that both fulfill your mission of there's two ways to do that one would be what I'm already trying to do, which is be a big enough promoter mm. that uh, have the leverage to bring artists through all the countries. Yeah. And the more cities you have, the more bargaining power you have. Mm-hmm. You, hey, you don't just take one city, I can give you six cities. Yeah. And that's a more attractive deal. So that's part of by having this connection together. So in one way, I'm already trying to do that because like, hey, deal with me. I'm going to give you four countries at once. Gotcha. Um, on the creative side you might say that's what our boy Ari Mustanen is doing 
Okay. He's off there trying to make it as a comedian in Canada right now. Well, he's back here Shout at the moment. Out to the so he's back in. He's in uh, fucking Montreal. Where is it? I, not Montreal. He's in Toronto. Living in Toronto. Fuck, I can't remember. One of those cities. Mm. And yeah, trying to work it. And you know, okay, he's got cool. greater plans of not just staying there, but nice, you know, going yeah. beyond that and further into the North American scene. Yeah. And I really think that guy can do it. I think he's he's young. He's good looking. He's talented. He works hard. Funny. Uh, funny on That's occasion. Good. Like yeah. he's great. Um, and I think that he will make something of himself and I do believe very strongly in him. So nice. maybe he's going to bring that back home eventually. What's his name? Ari? Ari Mati Mustanen. Yeah. Huh, shout out to Ari. That's cool. <laughs> I hope you make it big in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. He's so he, he's back here for a month, but he's been there for six months working okay, cool. the scene and he's already a paid regular at Yuck Yucks, already a paid regular nice. at the comedy mix in Yuck that Yucks time. Yuck Yucks like one of canada's biggest mm. i think you want to get in with those chains so yeah. uh for everyone else uh there's a chain of comedy clubs very common in north america to have yes, chains yes, of comedy yeah. clubs and yuck yucks is one of the biggest ones and uh and they're all across canada yeah as, again sorry, i'm probably speaking out of turn here to the canadian but they're no, all I across don't know that yeah they're all across canada very famous and if you get in with your local one and mm. you know that's a way you can get in and yeah. and, and get gigs at other yuck yucks and get yeah. moves across there so That's Ari's cool. already doing a very comedy good job is such a cool world to me I'm sure people yeah. like who listen to the show hear all of like lots of your spiel a lot I don't know but uh, for me it's like this crazy weird thing people do how so like what's the weird thing about it's, it? not, it's not it's not like yeah no, it's alright I'm not, not weird yeah. in a bad way yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. Uh, uh, it's actually kind of the type of thing I admire like you just like the thing you do mm. and then you suffer enough to make <laughs> that into something awesome <laughs> that's like uh the job of being an artist. That's what the artist is. I yeah. guess, yeah, yeah. You love this, what you want to paint, you want to draw, you yeah. want to sing, whatever nobody it is. Nobody cares for years. <laughs> That's it. Like, just nobody cares. Everybody thinks you're wasting your time and then hopefully you grind it out and like make it over the hump. Mm. And that's like, that's like mega inspiring for me. That's so cool. It is. I think uh, particularly, yeah, in a small country like this. Or the good part of it, like going back to what you said earlier that you're living off 500 bucks a month. <laughs> that's what I still think is a great thing about Estonia, that that is possible. Like, you ain't living easy. You ain't living the high life, gold flake leave rides. Corn in a, a, yeah, cornflakes or your limousine rides. There's, no, there's nothing you know special about that life. Mm -hmm. But I understand that it is possible if you are dedicated oh, totally, to yeah. a goal. Yeah. You can still achieve that. And, and I actually, really it's like not like that. suffering for the most part. The only problem is when you don't have like a little bit of cash in the bank waiting is that... Uh, uh, you cannot withstand like a ton of turmoil. Like if uh, if I broke my foot and had to pay the Estonian hospital in, in the interim before getting my health insurance back, mm. that would be tricky. This sort of stuff is maybe hard, but living off no money is like not a problem. Hmm. This is like, uh, I think one of people's biggest mistakes in life is like... Have you found it that... Would you agree or not agree that I think that it is possible around here because a lot of people are doing it that way, where mm. if you're in a more affluent, larger city, mm. not only is it harder with prices, but because your friends are typically have more money, so it's harder to... I was having a conversation about this the other day. I was like, uh, I don't know that... So there's Helsinki and Estonia, like two... Or Tallinn, a very good example of like super expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, like easily pay a thousand bucks for rent in Helsinki, which is preposterous. Mm. Uh, but the wages kind of suit this. So if you can get, if you can find employment there, which presumably people who live there have for the most part, then I guess it's the sim. It's like a similar ratio. Do you think? I don't know. 
I think somewhat I to a certain extent. Because um, I did live. So I lived yeah. in, in Stockholm for two years and then I broke up with the girl Damn. and I had to go somewhere. And all I could do was I could get a working holiday visa for Finland. <laughs> and we had just started to do the first Comedy Estonia shows. And my buddy was running an English night in Helsinki and I literally had nothing else to do. And I was like, I'll go live in Helsinki. And it was rough. Yeah, okay. And I wasn't earning a proper wage, so fine. I was paying 700 bucks a month. Um, so you earn more, but then everything you... Yeah, you earn a lot more, but then everything what you do is taxed more. But okay, okay in terms of relatively, maybe it does fit, but it's still know. not fun to pay 15 euros for a drink. No, totally. No matter yeah. what, no matter mm. how much money you've got, I think that yeah. it's way more fun to pay three fifty down the bar here in Thailand. Yeah, I think it it's still harder for them mm. over there. And I then think, you've got to factor in the mm. coming back and forth, like, and not just like the tarling fee, but yeah. I think that's mentally that ferry is the fucking march of the dead. Mm. Like, it's just oh, like <laughs> having to take that back and forth. Peter Vesterbach is going to build you a tunnel. Oh, hurry up, Peter! Grab <laughs> a big, big red fucking fling me. He's got a slingshot at one end. He's firing me He's got through some tiny there. Pigs at that's the right, end. yeah. But yeah, that's cool. Actually, maybe it kind of ties together what I mentioned about how it makes it harder to withstand. Like, like uh, in Estonia, if if everything went horribly wrong and for two months maybe I didn't have any money, then I'd be a thousand bucks in debt. Mm. If I was in Helsinki and the same thing happened, then I'd be five thousand in debt. Mm. So maybe it's harder to dig yourself out if something goes wrong. I don't know. No, I think it's a I think it's a valid point. Like it's easier to ask mom and dad for a thousand bucks than it is for five thousand bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's easier to. You know, hey, can I? Hey, mom. By the way, if you because <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what your mom's listening to right now. Uh, I know she uh, she's a regular listener. Um, <laughs> she's tuning in. Is that a mom joke there? <laughs> your mom tunes. I was I was thinking about should I make it a mom yeah. joke, and I thought no. Yeah. A yeah. So if you're only living off a thousand bucks a month or five hundred bucks a month, and then yeah, if you uh, okay, if you get into problems, it's easier to scrounge that up. I don't know. What does frustrate me is a few times when I have lovely and delightful, intelligent, attractive female friends of mine, and they have some... There's a lot of qualifiers. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and they have a foreign boyfriend, and maybe they've met, maybe they met at some Erasmus thing, maybe it was some university conference thing. We're talking about someone who's maybe still at a university level, okay, right? Okay. And I mean, oh, we're at the Erasmus, and I met him, and we're, we're having a thing, and we were, and he's like, he doesn't, and it's like... I've had this a few times where he's like, he doesn't want to move to Tallinn because the wages are too low. Bad, and bad reason. Bad reason. And then you go, well, and it's like, well, you don't have to spend as much to be mm. here. And they're invariably some British guy who I think is probably like not a startup. Like you've got, still got to have some sort of attitude like, oh, I want an adventure. Mm. Like he's probably very much into sort of the British, like you get the job, then the, the sorry, there's a school mm. and then we get the job and then this mm. career level and that career level and I'm going to move house. Mm. Like you're, when you're, I used to be on that kind of elevator upwards and you think like one year out is mm. death. You're like, oh, I'm not, oh my God, one year behind, everyone's going to be one year ahead of me. <laughs> oh fuck, I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to be a loser. I can't, you know, I got to work towards the future. And then you'll come back and all your friends are like, oh my God, you're so cool. <laughs> He's so worldly. Yeah. What you've done. <laughs> but yeah. So maybe there's that. That that has annoyed me. And it's like, just come here, bro. If you're fine. good at anything, then you don't really have to worry about money. Okay. Yeah. That's like, uh, that's that's something that I think people sometimes don't worry. Like we have this fear of like, uh, I won't have enough money in a year. Mm. It's like, well, if you're good at anything at all, 
if you've put any kind of effort or if you're willing to later, mm. then like take a year, go to Italy, like, <laughs> I don't know, sit in the grapevines. And Do you think that's, I mean, that's maybe something where there is a, uh, a comparison between stand-up and startup. Oh God, I fucking, I hate that those words have come out of my mouth. It's stand-up, startup. It's a great evening. Come along. Oh, oh. But that's my new company. Anyway, stand-up, startup. Yeah, stand-up. Um, between those worlds of art and startup that, uh, we learn in artistic world that you need to survive off not much and it doesn't matter and and that when you yeah. plan for the worst it never happens you never like you're like mm. well it's gonna be a year and I'm destitute I'm living off the street <laughs> and the stray dogs occasionally bring me a bone because they feel sorry for me and <laughs> you know like crazy shit you think the worst is gonna happen but you never ever let it you think that, oh, if I take this risk, I'm going to be destitute and out and about and down and out. And you never let, I think that's kind of the same point you're saying. You never let it get that far. Yeah. I mean, all in- you have to do is plan to not die. <laughs> and that's with most tasks in your life. Like if you want to go through life without really being stressed, just get everything, all of your worries, just get them to not death level. And then you're fine. Everything else is like honey on, like icing on the cake, whatever. I said this to our the guy who's making content at Modash the other day. He's trying to put out like an original video every two days. Okay. I'm like of his own his own work of like yeah kind of him and behind the camera for Modash. Whatever. Oh okay cool yeah cool. yeah we put out a ton of content like mm. it's on Facebook. No, <laughs> but uh, exactly who would use Facebook? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say that what I told what I explained to him was like okay Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday mm. Friday Saturday Sunday. How much do we have in the backlog? What do we need to not die? It's like, oh, actually, we have three weeks to make a preposterous amount of video content if we want to, just because actually things just aren't as bad as you think they are, ever, almost. It's like uh, you're not going to make your rent next month. Well, like, you must have something. Like, there must be some way for you to scrounge up that 500 bucks. Like, whether you have to... Uh, do three shifts in an Irish pub or what? I don't know, but uh, or I don't know what kind of stuff Louis does when he's on tour. But <laughs> I think that's a very enlightened attitude to have and a I good mean, it's one. A, it's a I bit think ignorant it's a hard... too, but because I think some people have much like more overhead than I do. I don't right. have like a wife or kids or something. But... That's one where we are similar. I think that we both see the world as single men. And our worldview is just, well, well, I've fucking got a shirt on my back. Yeah. I just ate a kebab. I'm good to go, baby. Yeah, exactly. What yeah. more do I need in this world? I don't have to eat anymore today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm 38 and I still kind of have that, that same yeah. attitude and I need to expand. Or if anything else, running a company has forced me to think about others and forced me to mm. consider others. And there is that romantic idea of going back to, oh, it's just me. And I just have to look after me one more time. And me, me is fine. Me can live off kebabs. Me can, yeah. you know. Actually, there's an interesting thing about, uh, this kind of contradicts what everything I just said, but uh, <laughs> there's this rule uh, that I've heard floating around a little bit that's like, treat yourself as though you are someone you love. Mm. Which is really different than typically how we treat ourselves. And then like, I'm going to ignore them and then emotionally manipulate <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> Like maybe, you know, lots of times we smoke cigarettes and drink too much alcohol and live lives that are not really good for us and we Mm. wouldn't want that for our loved ones, for example. So yeah, actually, the people around me, I would never want to have to be like, yo, I have a shirt and a kebab. Maybe I should be like a little bit more. But it depends on if you think shirt and kebab is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm mostly, I mean, literally, actually, I'm mostly fine with simple foods. 
I don't need anything. I don't want to eat anything mm. fancy. Mm. Uh, so when I do feel like I'm having something fancy, mm. I'm like, it's not that expensive. This it's podcast not that. is weird. I really no, like it, go, it. Let it go weird. Yeah, like fuck it. it. I love I like this. It. Yeah. That you don't need much to get by and that's think, okay. What do you think ECRA people eat? Oh, who knows? They <laughs> Babies. <laughs> Unicorns. I don't know. I could, I could feel it coming out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're normal, regular, good people that I would imagine that Louis eat a lot of dislike. sauerkraut. No, I don't. I don't hate them. Oh no, no I, I, did dis- say, I didn't I, say hate. Oh, sorry. What did you say? Dislike. I strongly dislike. Strongly dislike. I strongly dislike the message that the Martin mm. and Mart Helmer have. Mm. I believe there are probably some really cool people in Accra who they are just need to come on the show doing their their right thing. I got to get around to. Oh, that'd be so cool. Something like that. It's hard not to take a side. I was thinking, okay, I was thinking about, I don't know why I'm segueing to this, diets. Mm. People always want to, because we're just talking about food. People, like, we are so trapped in diet as human Mm. beings. Like, my mother was like, I'm going to, she's like, she's going to try some fasting, some sort of plan. There's a million different plans for how Mm. you can do fasting. She was doing five and two or whatever. Mm. And I really wanted her to do the way that I do. I'm like, no, no, mom. If you do it this way, I think it'll be way more effective. Like, just do this other thing and mm. do it this way. And then someone else was telling me the other night, they're like, well, I feel like vegetarians still get a bit of shit in this world. And I was heard in a story that there was a girlfriend of a brother or something and the girlfriend was give, getting shit from the family because she was a vegetarian. And anyway, the, the point of the story is, <laughs> it's like, who would ever give a shit what someone else eats? Mm. Why would I fucking care <laughs> if you eat meat or you don't eat meat? Do I actually give a shit? As long uh, as you're not stopping me, mm. you're not changing my lifestyle, I'm still mm. doing exactly. Why would it bother me that you don't like to eat meat or you have on this weird thing and mm. I can only come to the conclusion that we want everyone else because it, if you do what I do it validates me mm. and eating is something so personal mm. and something so like I didn't eat and I ate this and then I felt good and I want everyone else to feel good so and we care mm. like but it Sometimes doesn't matter I, think I noticed this like uh I paid very close attention to like the act of being a victim recently. Okay. It's like, uh, I'm vegetarian actually, but mm. most people don't know this because I just don't. Yeah. Right. It. I had no idea. Yeah. So, uh, but what I noticed is there's vegetarians who like, uh, are kind of just a vegetarian so they can be sad when there's like no food for them. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, come on. It's like mm. there now, I, now someone else has to take responsibility for what I eat or something. And, uh, I noticed this. Yeah. It's like a weird, do you get do you, have you encountered negative reactions or people Well typically I don't like uh like if I'm at a restaurant I just order whatever I want. Okay, if I, I come to your house and you offer me food that I don't eat I say no thank you and uh hey you got any rabbit food no. <laughs> but uh yeah if people who know me for months don't realize I'm vegetarian cuz it's just like it's not a vic- I'm not like the victim of vegetarianism I just have decided not to eat meat. Sure. Which is like uh so no, I don't get a ton of negative reactions. Sometimes people are like, uh, people like to joke about it, which is fun. Mm. It's like, uh, yeah, my co-founder is like, uh, yeah, Avery, you know what I want to eat right now? Some meat. Yeah, like, it's like yeah. why is that even a joke? It's like, <laughs> okay, brother, go and eat some fucking meat. Like, it's like going up to like a lesbian and going like, I just want to suck some dick right now. Like, she's so uninterested yeah. in what you've just... Like suddenly like describing, mm. it's like if you suddenly describe a dick mm. in huge detail and all its beautiful, <laughs> thick, long, veiny detail that suddenly wow. a lesbian is going to go, oh, I wow. want to taste a bit of that dick. 
Like, uh, no, you never, there's no description. He's like, sorry, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a vegetarian lesbian. Mm. I can't eat dick or nothing <laughs> like that. Like, why would just me describing it to you help you? Yeah, it doesn't mm. affect my Do you feel, though, and, and I mean, just try and look inside of yourself. Do you feel, though, that, like, because I just, for that moment with my mother, mm. I was really intent. Like, no, mom. Mm. This is the right way to do it. Actually, yeah, like, this why is would really I give tempting yeah. because uh, I was climbing really seriously for a long time. Like, I like to climb rocks. It's a weird thing I like to do. Um, and so I was, quote unquote, I was uh, internet researching uh, how to eat, you know, like uh, totally unprofessionally and totally without any kind of fundamental knowledge of what food is. Mm. But... Uh, yeah, it's really tempting. A lot of times somebody's like, yeah, I'm going on a diet. I'm not eating, uh, I don't eat fruit anymore. Or I don't eat like, uh, I stopped eating meat because I'm going on a diet. And even I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's like the six loaves of bread that you eat every day. Like you sit down at your house and have a potato sandwich with like, I don't know, like spaghetti or something. Like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy I cut out the meatballs from this huge bowl of pasta. It's like, uh, so yeah, it's really tempting to like push mm. our ideas. On, but I mean, I'm I'm relatively certain that people eat too much bread, that I eat too much of this kind of stuff. But mm. I do catch myself trying to like tell other people how to live their lives. It's mm. interesting. It's like, yo, Louie. What you doing? Why'd you have some vegetarianism? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I ate so much better in Japan. And I think it's. I want to go to Japan. I think it's because yeah, I for that time for that two weeks, I'm almost never eating bread, mm. and I'm almost never eating a lot of solid meat. Even though I usually eat a lot of meat, really? so I never eat much bread. But I feel like meat's pretty good for you, actually. It is. Right. So it's not that bad. So yeah. the bread is definitely out. Because at first mm. I was like eating all these noodles and shit, and I'm all like, but that's carbs. You mm. know that was. But somehow the noodle is different to the slice of bread. Mm. They eat like. The pasta is made differently there, right? Like, there's something about it. I don't know. Really. But you've got this big bowl of ramen. There are noodles in it, but there's a mm. lot of water as well. It's like it's, rice noodles And as that's well, somehow think, yeah. better than hoeing into white bread. That spaghetti stuff you get here is basically like stringy bread. Right, exactly. Yeah. There's no, no pasta. I wasn't eating pasta pasta. Yeah. <laughs> so without all of that stuff, I'm doing so much better. Yeah. And that's what's there. That's what you get at the 7-Eleven. Mm. Like you can eat healthy from the friggin' 7-Eleven there because you can buy some noodles. You can buy all the pre, cool. even the prepackaged meals or not that. So I'm coming mm. back thinner and better mm. than ever coming back How from my feel? holiday. Great. Well, yeah. great. Uh, health-wise, yeah. was feeling great when I was over there. Okay. Also, though, in two weeks, I walked 150 kilometers. Damn. So that's according to my phone because I just walk everywhere and yeah. have an adventure and see some place cool. and go check out some new stores and stuff like that. Mm. So I'm eating loads. So I'm eating loads. I'm walking loads, not eating much mm. hard, heavy bread. Yeah, mm. for sure, it was making a difference in my diet. Mm. Do you disclose how many people listen to the podcast? Is this like public information or no? Um... I would if I kind of knew. I think there was some thousands mm. of views. Okay. Every episode was had like was at like you had like twenty thousand total. That was not twenty, more like three. Like three total. No, three thousand. Sorry. Really? I thought it was like um, even more than this on Podbean. Maybe mm. I'm crazy. The Podbean is the main one, and it's. Sh I don't know what you can see, what I can see, but I could see that every episode was at like three or four hundred, maybe. Okay. Like cool. the popular ones with Ari and Sander were all. That's cool, though. That's like getting there. consistent. That's nice. Mm. I think for me, the consistency is just for me mm. that I need to find the time nice. to to sit down and do this. And I'm really mm. gonna try to do that solo one tomorrow. I enjoy doing the solo one. Nice. It was. Um, 
I guess not too hard for me because I can just sit down and talk, but it was a fear. Mm. The fear of... It was the sa- almost the same fear that I had from doing the first episode. Mm. Like just getting it rolling. 300, 400 is like a scary place actually because you're kind of like, uh, yo, people are actually going to listen to this. Mm. Like uh, like three or 400 people are actually going to listen to me talk for an hour. It's nice. I understand how it would be freaky. But once you, s- it's like the rule about the, the writer and sitting down, you know, it's the hardest part of a writer. Just show. starting. Or maybe also for me because my contemporaries, my colleagues mm. are, who we got, you know, nationally way more famous people like Sander or Arya Mikhail, mm. number one podcast, or it was Tusi Suya, number one podcast mm. when it was around. In Estonia. In, in Estonia, you've got Sila Kadri and Mariana uh, mm. who are working with us and they've got the Tissident podcast do that's also doing very thing? well. You just publish it directly through Podbean and through whatever. Podbean and then, yeah, then through my own social medias and sometimes I share it mm. on Comedy Estonia channels Have you considered well. like other, like a distribution tool, like Anchor or something? Um... Get no, it I have iTunes and Spotify. Well, it is on. Uh, you can get on Spotify. Oh, yeah, okay, it cool. is on all those platforms. Okay. Cool. So basically, okay. I just say to people, search your podcast app. Oh, okay. You know, search cool. for my name. So, oh, okay. Cool. You'll find me. Okay. Um, rather than listing Podbean, which I don't mind, like it's fine, but I just say just yeah. search me and you search Comedy Guy Lewis, you'll find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm down for anything that helps me get listeners inside of Estonia. I'm not, and no offense to anyone listening otherwhere, but my primary market is in the geographical borders of Estonia. Yeah. So that's who I'm looking to, Drawing. which if I think, you know, I mostly have the best chance of doing that via our social media. Totally. I think, yeah. I don't think there's another service that can necessarily help me. No, yeah. I was just, I didn't more. know where, Anchor is a really cool app if you just want to like, uh, for distribution, you just upload it to Anchor and then it's everywhere. Okay. Which is cool. But uh, it's not like promoting, I don't think. It's just much. pushing it. Yeah, out, it's just yeah. super easy to make a podcast. I forget how I got it into the other services. I may have manually submitted to iTunes. Where do you upload it now? Like, where does it... Or does someone else do this for you? Podbean. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, I've, got, I've got my own personal Jamie over there. Um, <laughs> no, no. Uh, Podbean. Okay, and so then it's getting pushed automatically. Podbean distributes it. Yeah, somehow. Oh, cool. I think whatever... I think it's through be. the RSS is being pushed into iTunes, is being pushed into Google mm. Play, is being pushed into the other... Mm. Actually, a lot of the other services pull from iTunes. Okay. So I submitted to iTunes really? and it went, a lot of the other services are taking from there. Yeah, apparently they were one of the first to have like a podcast dedicated application, but now there's just kind of the worst, mm-hmm. or at least for music. It's, that's why I say just yeah. search your app. I think Spotify, I know when Ari and Mikhail got on Tusi Soyad onto Spotify, that was a year ago. Mm. No one else, that was a closed platform then. Mm. And in the meantime, they've since opened it up and I was able to submit directly into Spotify. And as much cool. as I understand, this should be in Spotify. So the biggest podcast in Estonia, how many viewers? Like, I'm just curious how many people are actually listening to podcasts here. We would have to go back and look at the statistics that okay. Ari and Mikhail have had. How many just in general, like... Uh, I don't know. You know, honestly, actually, I don't know. Out don't of the know. million people in Estonia, you have no idea how many have listened to a podcast once? I have no idea. No actually, idea. I don't know that statistic. You oh. should know that statistic. That's your... That's why I'm asking. I thought maybe <laughs> you'd tell me. Yeah. So next time I can seem a little smarter <laughs> He's than He's doing I his research. Yeah, uh, yeah hmm. I don't... I don't... Uh, I don't know who else is going on, but... I'm super late, by the way. Oh, shit. We should move on. What I do know I is I wonder that if at some point you're like late enough that you can just not show up. Oh, to the show? Or to, what? I have an interview, yeah. Oh, you have an interview? Who are you interviewing? I need a jo- It's a job interview. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> no, it's uh, actually uh, Lifting 99 Ukraine. Oh. The new hub wanted to chat with me. I don't know why. Get headhunted. Okay. You'd be mm. like the hot girl at the prom, you know? Mm. You get a question, but no, nothing. I cool. think it's mostly like, uh, hey, we have easy access to this Canadian <laughs> idiot guy in Tallinn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing on Wednesday? 
we have Last Nama Open Mic at you the same time. I know, I got to go out there and do that. It's, our, it's my pet project. No, that's cool. Is I the, went to one of the, the last number. Right. We got yeah. the last number one, mm. which is... There was like two two guys who were quite... Who I actually laughed out loud. Oh, okay. Was that the English one at Copy Car or where did you it go? It was at Ki- the Rock, Paper, Scissors place. Kiwi Papa Carded. Yeah, 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 down there. That's the show that's on tonight. There's so one that, tonight? Yeah, there's English comedy night tonight. Like the English open mic. What the heck? So that's where I'm going to... I'm not performing, but I'm going to go over there and Host. check it out. And What time does it start? In I'm 20 not, minutes? In 20 minutes, yeah. Damn. Yeah, check it out. That's cool. So, uh, yeah. I, Hmm. Um and then yeah so yeah so that that's going on tonight so anyway Wednesday's last number and is my pet project to get mm. last number open mic because cool. I don't think there's not much entertainment happening out there mm. and I do think that that's a place that needs entertainment and needs it mm. but it is fucking hard to establish that show get it yeah. rolling get it so but how many unique people do actually like walk on stage and say some shit um. Tonight, actually, we need to cut it down. We had 18 signups for tonight. I think Whoa. we cut it back down to 12 or 13 is a more manageable number. That's way more than I thought. Five minutes each. Yeah, it's pumping through. There's quite a lot cool. of... Uh, and it's something I need to... Part of my job that I need to develop those artists and you know keep working on them and giving them opportunities. And yeah. We're going to have best of open mic next month. I'm going to release yeah. it next tomorrow. Do you ever do like a, like a 10, 15 minute rant anywhere i'd really like like i even search for you on youtube i'm like i need mm. to hear this guy's jokes <laughs> i haven't i took most of it down from youtube because i didn't like it um this this is where i rant now mm. this is where i do my thing mm. it was causing me so much stress to have to work because i don't know if this sounds like an excuse but here's what i say hit me i'll tell you if it it's was to work on the same show that i'm performing in to organize it to Oh, that's bullshit. To conceive that, it, yeah. to make it, and then to get on stage and then yeah. do it. It was too much. It's total bullshit. It's, it's almost, absolute bullshit. No, no, no. I mean, okay. I actually agree with you. Okay. Yeah. That uh, my own show. It's like, too much. Stage, that was too much. Yeah. I think after years, that was like being the tour manager, driving from yeah. Riga, getting the guy, driving to Tartal, oh getting God. an hour's rest, and this then getting up, setting much. up Gang Club, then hosting that show, yeah. then doing it the next night, then doing the next night. So that was, I think... Because they're all my, in a way, my show. You know what I mean, right? They're, yeah. So I can't because detach like, enough uh, to just, I can't, it's not just me rolling up to a mic. Mm. It's me going to a comedy Estonia show that I intimately know everything that's involved with yeah, this show. that's way too much responsibility. A little bit too much. So that's why the podcast is here mm. for the moment to let us just yeah, yeah. fucking talk it out. Yeah, man. But yeah. take like six months, do a spot, do like make something cool. It's coming. Just do it for me. It's not, it's not out. <laughs> Everyone like, I'm not out of it. That's why this podcast is here to to help yeah. help things bubble through. What's a little the plan bit. for the podcast? What's the next? Don't know. I'm going to talk a little bit more actually in the next podcast mm. about. Do you know a guy called Neil Brennan? Have you ever heard of Neil Brennan as a, as a comedian? Mm. Neil Brennan is a skinny white guy Sounds who was cute. a comedian, and he's but he was the co-creator of the Chappelle Show. Ooh, la la. Dave, he was Dave Chappelle's writing partner for years. Wow. And then they got the Chappelle show and they went through all the craziness of the Chappelle mm. show. Then Dave and Chappelle flew to Africa. Right. And then mm. they, it was the extreme pressure at the end of that. And then mm. the famous story about Chappelle just snapping, leaving 50 million bucks on the table and then fucking mm. off to wherever Africa, wherever the fuck it was. Yeah. But the whole thing was behind the scenes. His co-writer was this skinny, nerdy white guy with glasses. Huh. And his name is Neil Brennan. And I, I really like Neil Brennan and his story because mm. um, he has this really unique situation. Like, you're a white person. You can't be talking about African-American culture yeah. in any sort of edgy way, yeah. right? You don't want to do that. However, 
this guy co-created Chappelle's show. <laughs> like, you can't. He'd be like, yeah. you can't talk about the thing about the... He's like, I made Chappelle's show. What, like, yeah. what else would I need to do? And I'm focusing on this idea because yeah. it got me thinking about without my friend on Twitter mm. who said, no, you can't talk about Estonia. XYZ, yeah. And I'm like, but then he looked and went, oh, eight years. Oh, you can talk about Estonia. Oh, so there's a boundary somewhere yeah, yeah. where you can and can't. Yeah, yeah right. Let's find it. When yeah. you suddenly get permission mm. from this cultural group to talk about something you should have been like wait uh no actually it's seven i is that okay he's like yeah yeah that's fine <laughs> uh, typo six six he's <laughs> like at what point is he like you're no longer allowed <laughs> he like reverts back he's like oh disgusting oh, four years i hate you <laughs> yeah. but maybe we should, I, you've got to go i'm sorry we got to keep wrapping no, it up i had here. a lot of fun yeah this um, is like a weird... Uh, yeah, we've got to come thing. back and do it again, man. Just That podcast yeah. is meant for anything. There's no rules. Talk yeah. About whatever Who's the, fuck the you best want. guest you've had? You. Oh. You. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> for real. Uh, Have you had a show where you were done and you're like hyped? Like, maybe oh just... My God. Uh, maybe actually it was the one I did with Tim Reedy. My, mm. He's a Irish guy. He's a comedian mm. and he lives in Estonia and we're old friends. So we and just he, talked about uh, shit. So nice. we just talk about old kind of shit that's cool all the time yeah nice so maybe may, maybe him i think mm. oh good all right we're gonna we're yeah, gonna cool. you're gonna do an interview i'm gonna go to the english comedy mic avery peace Sh thank love. you very much thank you for coming in Stay check out modash and yeah. where if people want to follow you what should they be looking up How instagram they find you? at the avery schrader beautiful yeah but i need more i was thinking about like i haven't posted on instagram i feel a little bit like a I don't post to Instagram anymore. No. I've got new rules for social media. You're looking at me really intensely Twitter when you say this. Twitter and Instagram stories, and that's it. Mm. I don't want anything where you can leave a comment. <laughs> that's an amazing thing. I don't want... <laughs> I want zero feedback. Yes. I don't care what you think. I am sick. You write yeah. some shit on Facebook... And you get all kinds of fucking morons. Nah, here's my thought on the issue. I don't care about your wow. thought on the issue. It was a fucking joke. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying some dumb shit. Maybe it makes you think, oh, I'm but so I'm not tempted. interested in your analytical picking apart of my mm. idea. So Twitter. Okay. Yeah. People can give feedback, but we found like our uh, friend is more interesting to me. Like I spoke of mm. or Insta stories where it's a DM as a reply. You actually get stuff going on Twitter. That's cool. I've never had somebody like respond to my tweet. I don't well, know. I wouldn't want to say I'm a social media star. I had this one guy and that's mm. why I'm the one guy who gets one weird follower and then goes guys I'm talking about it <laughs> like I'm not it's not like this is a no, deluge flash yeah. flood alright Avery we're yeah. gonna run off thank you very yes. much sir for coming in yes and go to last Namaya open mic tomorrow <laughs> I, I should way before this is published I guess yeah. alright bye bye everyone peace thanks bro that was fun that was